Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on today's episode, we're going over Season 5, Episode 8, called Things That Go Bang in the Night, and it premiered on October 26th, 1994. So this episode starts out and Valerie is packing her bags and Brandon is talking her down from moving back to Buffalo because she's planning on leaving because obviously everyone's just kind of pissed at her about the whole Dylan situation. She's upset about Dylan and Steve saying, you know, basically she's just saying everyone hates her because of what happened. And then we see Valerie's talking to Jim and Cindy, and apparently her mother, who's in Buffalo, is checking herself into a clinic because she's having, obviously, a lot of issues from her father's death, um, from her husband's death. So she can't really go back to Buffalo, so she is kind of stuck staying in Beverly Hills. But we all knew she wasn't really leaving because just we know she wasn't leaving. So then at the keg house... They are getting ready for a Halloween party. Griffin and Don are talking, so I guess she forgave him from the previous week, and they kiss and make up. I don't really know what she was angry about to begin with, but apparently she needed to forgive him for taking her on a private plane to Catalina Island for a date that she didn't think was appropriate. (laughs) Because he wanted to spend the night (gasps) crazy. Um... (laughs) (laughs) um then uh kelly says that brandon isn't coming because uh he's i guess dealing with valerie and stuff and griffin makes a comment about valerie just not being cool because she's stringing two guys along which obviously donna's thinking about because donna is kind of stringing two guys along just then for the halloween party a guy shows up in his pickup truck with the pumpkins because he's delivering pumpkins. Who's the guy delivering pumpkins? I bet you can guess. Yep, it's Ray. So Kelly makes a joke about Donna running away now because obviously Kelly knows about the two guys situation, but she's not going to say anything because that's her friend. So Donna then doesn't run. She just goes straight out to say hi to Ray, who... She gives, he gives her a kiss on the cheek and she kind of pulls away and he's like, what, your sorority sisters won't approve? He's very, very judgmental about college and her being in college. It's very weird, like super judgmental. Um, but then he's there with his little cousin who is helping him. Griffin comes out to help with the pumpkins and he asks his cousin, his name is Tommy, how old he is? And he says nine. So Griffin says, well, great. We're having a Halloween party if you want to come, which is like a kid's Halloween party. So I think they're having like a day party for the kids. And then they're having a night party for like the college kids, like a kegger, if you will. We then see Valerie and the Walshes and they're talking about her wanting to leave still. And they're just basically saying that we've taken responsibility for you and we will work it all out. They're not going to just throw her out on the streets. They're not going to put, you know, just shun her for this issue. They do talk about Dylan and Jim is very 
persistent just telling him telling her to stay away from him because he he knows he's bad news i mean he's i mean currently i will say dylan mckay is bad news because he is not in a good way so then at the walsh house jesse and andrea show up with hannah who is dressed like a bunny because it's her first little halloween and she's talking about so jesse's talking about being excited taking her to um the Day of the Dead, which is a Mexican tradition. And you can kind of see Andrea's not into it, but he wants her to obviously have some of his traditions as well as hers. So um, it's a big thing that they do. I'll go into kind of like the whole Day of the Dead thing during the tidbits part. But it is a it is definitely a thing. Um, I didn't realize it was a Mexican tradition. Um, I did know that it was a Hispanic um thing but I didn't realize that it was I don't know if it's specifically just for Mexicans but I'll get into it uh for the tidbits kind of explaining a little bit more about what it is so then Nat and Dylan are talking about running the after dark because of the money issues that came in um and he he doesn't want to deal with Steve because of what Steve did to him, which is punch him, which he deserved. Nat's fully defending Steve because he is the one who came up with the idea and he wants to run it. And it's his, I mean, it was his idea, but obviously Dylan just doesn't want to deal with him because he hit him, which Dylan, I mean, is 100% wrong in this situation. So then the more... I I recall this storyline, which I'm about to get into. I really did not like it. I thought it was boring. But, I mean, I have to explain it because it's part of the episode. So, Claire is in a class and she invites David to come to this lecture. And this lecture is about aliens and UFOs. So, Claire... <laughs> Claire's into it David's just there because he's dating Claire so he has to be into it but it's I mean I personally think it is a um a silly tradition in my mind so then we then see Brandon talking to Steve and he mentions how Valerie's having a really hard time he has a bandage on his hand so he really punched him Dylan that hard because he's bandages up but Brandon is trying to get Steve to come around because everyone hates her he thinks she thinks everyone hates her and Steve kind of doesn't care at first and Brandon's telling that our mom's going into some mental institution because of you know her issues and she really can't go back home and he feels that if Steve has a change of heart everyone else will follow suit because everyone is kind of on Steve's side which is understandable so you see him kind of like thinking about it a little bit and then he says, fine, have her come by the keg party, but I'm not forgiving Dylan. And he's like, you have no issue with me on that. So he's cool with him not forgiving Dylan, but he just kind of wants him to give her a second chance because she's having a hard time. So then we see Dylan drunk on the phone, uh, still uh, just dealing with his money issues he's looking through his drawers uh because he's i guess he's on the phone with some banks and pretending that he paid a check so he's late on bills and stuff obviously and then when he opens one of the drawers he finds his gun gun he bought last year that he almost shot brandon with um i 
thought he got rid of it, but I guess he didn't because he has it. But he definitely gave the implication after he almost killed Brandon that he was going to get rid of it. So that's something kind of, you know, going on there. Then Claire and David are going to some UFO sighting in the desert, which is outside of Barstow, which I guess is a little bit more inland. Um, And they're bringing strawberry ice cream for the aliens because that's what you do. I don't really know anything about aliens. I'm not into aliens or anything like that. But you know what I'm into, speaking of aliens, because I just have to give a plug to the show right now because I'm watching it and it's kind of amazing and I think everyone should watch it. The show Fringe, it was a Fox show that came out, I think, in 2008. It was like on five seasons. It's with Joshua Jackson um, and Anna Torv, I think is how you pronounce her, la- her na- last name. She um, she was on that show Mindhunter. She's really, really great. And um, the show is really, really good. And it kind of just deals with, I mean, it has a... It has an X-Files vibe, I think, to it. So if you liked X-Files, I didn't watch X-Files. But if you liked X-Files, I think you would like it. But it's gotten, I mean, I'm I'm kind of deep into the show. And it's, I'm kind of in the middle, I guess, now. And it's it's gone very interesting route, um, I will say. And if you like kind of like sci-fi type stuff, you would like it. So I highly recommend it um, because... I'm loving it right now. So that is my my recommendation. But anyways, back to the episode. So um, it just made me think of it because sci-fi aliens. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, they're bringing strawberry ice cream for the UFOs because apparently they drink uh, or they like strawberry ice cream. I don't know what that many people that like strawberry ice cream, though. It's not. I one time ordered a strawberry milkshake because I was craving it and then I had two sips and threw it out and it was disgusting so I don't I don't know anyone that really likes um strawberry as much I'm a chocolate girl chocolate peanut butter that's my perfect combo so back to the episode again (laughs) um and then so Claire and David are getting ready for this they're talking with Donna and Kelly about this then Donna Kelly and Claire are talking about Donna's kind of dating situation just about dating both guys and just at some point she's gonna have to come clean with them about it because they don't know that she's dating two people so kids Halloween party at the keg house uh Griffin and Ray are talking Ray asks him if Donna's around um and he's just like, oh, I, I think she's coming soon. Ray was dressed as a cowboy. Griffin is dressed as Zorro. Kelly, I think, is like Glenda the Good Witch. Is that the Good Witch? Glenda? I think that's her name. And Steve is a gladiator. Steve and Kelly are talking about Valerie and just basically they're giving her a second chance because of Brandon. Brandon, uh... And Valerie show up, not dressed up, uh, I might mad, but they, uh, she brought a cake uh, that she made for the kids. Uh, Steve's being really, really nice to her. Brandon pulls Kelly inside because I think she, he thinks she looks cute in her little good witch outfit. They start kissing, but then they spot Donna. 
Donna's hiding inside because she is hiding from the guys. And Brandon, this is where Brandon finds out that she's dating both Griffin and Griffin and Ray. And Brandon's like, you're pitting two guys against each other also? And he's like, what's going on here? Um, but, and I think she's dressed as a gypsy. I'm not really sure what she's going as here. But it is kind of funny. I will say, and I think this is more Tori's kind of input. The way Donna dresses sometimes does not necessarily correlate with her beliefs. I'm not saying she dresses slutty because she she doesn't. But she's a little bit more provocative, dressed, not provocative, I mean, I don't know. I guess she's showing like her body off a little bit more than you would think of someone that is so reserved um, because of their religious beliefs that she kind of goes an opposite route. But I guess there's people like that, so who am I to judge? But I just, my assumption was we're in season five, I think that the the cast probably has a say on some of the stuff now, maybe a little bit more. So that way um, she, maybe Tori has an input on the way she wants to dress. Um, Cause they definitely, definitely have some sort of say. I mean, I remember hearing a story that the cast talked about when they did one of those reunions about Jenny and Shannon, but it was for a photo shoot, but really like getting into it over, this red dress that they both wanted to wear. And it was like funny because I mean, they're cool now and they were laughing about it. And then I think like the guys were laughing about it too because they just remember it was such an ordeal over this dress. So, but that was a photo shoot. So I don't know if that necessarily counts, but I do anyways think that they have some sort of um, say in the matter. So anyways, we see Ray obviously with his guitar singing and, and playing for the kids. So he uh, always, you know, doesn't miss a chance to play his guitar. Then Andre and Jesse are there also at the party because of uh, it's a kid's party. They're there with Hannah. And you can see she's getting cranky and Andre makes a comment like, oh my God, how is she going to stay up all night at the cemetery? And Jesse just is aggravated and he gets annoyed Pick, takes her and he's like you know what I'll take her by myself you don't have to go um, because she's you could see she's not into going to this thing then Steve and Valerie are um, having a moment he's being really nice to her and he invites her to the keg party that night so they're having like as I mentioned an adult uh, well adult college kid party and Griffin then comes by to Donna and he whispers in her ear as Ray's like playing the guitar. He thinks that a pumpkin boy has a crush on her. And then he kisses her on the cheek. Ray sees it. He finishes his song and just kind of is like, Let, let's go, Tommy. Tommy's his little cousin that he's there with him. Um, and he's all mad because he saw Griffin kiss Donna on the cheek. And she goes after him trying to explain and he's just like all mad and leaves. Now, here's the thing. If he kissed her on the cheek, how does that mean that means that they're dating? I mean, that could be a friend that can come over and give a girl a kiss on the cheek. I don't know if that necessarily means they're boyfriend, girlfriend. But when she does go after him, she says to Ray, I told you when we first met, I was seeing someone. And he's like, yeah, I thought we were past that. 
Um, which, I mean, he never asked, so she's not necessarily wrong. Like, I think, if anything, because she's said Griffin is her boyfriend. So, if anything, she's doing something more kind of messed up to Griffin than to Ray. Because Ray knew that she was dating someone. Ray even said, like, you know, I still want to ask your number. Like, just because she gave him his number and went out with him doesn't mean that she necessarily broke up with her boyfriend. She never said she did, and you never asked her if she was still dating him. So... She's not doing anything wrong as far as, like, Ray's concerned. I think maybe with Griffin, because she's, she didn't say, like, they're just casually dating. She said, she has said Griffin is her boyfriend. So, if they're casually dating, then it's fine. But if it's her boyfriend, different situation. But I think the Valerie, Dylan, Steve thing's a little different. Because Steve was, Steve and Valerie were... They kissed maybe, I guess, a few times and he likes her, but they never were dating. But I think he has a more of an um, issue to be upset about because Dylan's his friend-ish. and But Dylan and Valerie, I mean, I don't know if they know this yet. They should probably, I guess, it went out. But Dylan and Valerie are sleeping together, whereas Donna is not sleeping with anyone because well, it's Donna. So then we're at the pool hall, Dylan, drunk, hustling for money. So he's playing these guys in pool, hustling them. Uh, There's a guy that's kind of making conversation with him. That's a regular. It seems he knows him. But based on the conversation, it seems this guy is probably a drug dealer. So a little bit um, not someone Dylan should get messed up with, but, you know. So back to the lamest part of the episode. Claire and David are in Barstow. They are on the hunt for aliens. They go into this place that, um, I guess for some information, and it's, I don't know, it's like a very, it's like a UFO type diner, and she thinks they're making a joke out about it. She's kind of pissed off, and David is like, you don't actually believe in like aliens and UFOs and you can kind of see she does. So he's a little surprised, but he's going to go along for the ride with her because she's into it. Um, Do you believe in aliens and UFOs? I don't. I think I have. um, I don't know. I think that they might be life on other planets, possibly. Um not like us, but I don't know if I believe that aliens from other planets or whatever are coming here. I just, I don't, I don't believe in that stuff per se. Um, but people do, I mean, there's, there have the right to believe in what they believe in, but, um, I don't, but on other planets, possibly. So kids are trick-or-treating and they show up at Dylan's house as, uh, does Valerie at the same time. And she kind of just gives them money to go away because Dylan's just passed out on the couch because that's what he does. And when she comes in, he's just kind of all over her. They're kissing and she just basically has to be on her best behavior. She said she's going to the frat party. And as they're kind of making it on the couch, she sees his gun and freaks out. Uh, She tells him to get rid of it because... She is very weird about guns because of her dad who committed suicide, I guess, uh, with a gun. So she's just kind of upset about that he has a gun. And he gets all mad and just like, if you want to go, go. Um, 
but he's not getting rid of his gun is kind of the thing that he's going with at this point. Back on uh, UFO stories, David and Claire are camping out and waiting to see if one appears. And then all of a sudden, David sees a green light. And Claire's like freaking out. They start running over to it. And when they get there, it is just a big old satellite dish. So no aliens, just a satellite dish. She's disappointed, but then he's kind of kissing her because she is upset about it. Andrea obviously ended up going to the cemetery for this um, Day of the Dead um, event. And they're there with Jesse's family. Baby Hannah's there, obviously. Then one of Jesse's aunts comes over and she puts a cross around the baby's baby's neck and says that this is, you know, she should wear this for her first communion. And you see Andrea is not saying anything, but you can tell that she's definitely uncomfortable with this conversation. And it's obviously because she is Jewish. uh, So she feels a different different issue based on um, these religious issues which I will say I mean could be a real issue with couples I mean I think if I think if you are a religious person it would be difficult to marry outside of the religion because of your religious beliefs unless that person is willing to maybe convert or just kind of go with whatever you do that's a different that's a different issue but I think um Jesse's religious, Andre's religious, it does hold maybe a little bit of an issue to figure some things out because um, they have their religions that are different. So when they have a child, it's just kind of brought up. But then if you're not religious at all and your partner is, it doesn't matter. So um, then at the keg party, the evening part, part of the keg party, Steve is pissed. Why is he pissed? Because Valerie's not there and he's like, yeah, I know exactly where she is. She is with McKay. Kelly and Don are talking about how she's dealing with both guys and she also says that she hasn't told Griffin yet about the whole virginity thing. And Kelly thinks that she needs to tell him. Um, she's like, just kind of let him know. I mean, it, he has a right to know. Um, which is a fair thing because he is her boyfriend and she should tell him. So Don is going to talk to Griffin and she says, we need to talk. And he's like, all right. And she's like, it's, it's kind of about why we're not sleeping together. So he immediately thinks it's another guy. He's like, who is he? And she's like, no, no, it's not another guy. And then he's like, oh, so you're not seeing someone else? And she's like, well, I went out with Ray a few times and he gets really mad and he's like, you can't be serious. And he calls him Mr. Pumpkinhead, which I guess was a trigger for her because she gets like really, really mad at him. And she kind of runs out of the party. He runs after her just as she runs outside. um, Ray shows up and Griffin sees and Griffin 
basically just kind of is like, what does he do? Lay you on the back of his pickup truck and then calls her a pathological tease. And she slaps him in the face and runs into Ray's car. And she says, just drive. So they drive off together. Um, <laughs> so then Valerie comes home from the Walsh house. She's kind of like sneaking in real quietly. And Brandon is sitting in the living room. And he's like, sure, just sneak in. So he kind of was waiting up for her to give her a hard time. She said she tried to go to the keg party and he's like, oh, and let me guess, the car just had a mind of his own and went over to Dylan's house. And then she very quickly is just questioning why, you know, he and all everyone else, they're kind of just turning their back on Ray, um, Ray, <laughs> on Dylan. And she mentions that he is now doing drugs because she realized that when he was kind of all over her playing with his gun, that he was definitely high and it wasn't on um, weed or alcohol. Like she's like, he's on stuff. And you can kind of see Brandon's like, he's doing drugs now. Um, And then she said, yes. And then she mentions the gun. Brandon thought he got rid of it. And apparently, obviously he didn't. And Brandon says he is going to go over there and she wants to go. And he's like, no, I'm going by myself. We then see Ray and Donna sitting on the back of his truck, having a nice little quiet moment. He took her to some quiet place just so they can talk. Pulls out a, his guitar so he could play a song. They're kissing. And she tells him that she's like, a, she tells him she's a virgin. She hasn't, she didn't tell Griffin, but she's telling Ray now. She says she's a virgin and she's waiting till marriage. And she's like, I know that's kind of weird. And he says, yeah, it's kind of weird, but he likes her. Um, he doesn't seem to be, you can kind of seem as like, okay. Um, but he doesn't say, all right, cool. Like we're ending this. Like you could tell that he likes her and he wants to pursue something with her. So he's okay now with what she's telling him. And I think it's important that she told him that, um, which makes sense. So then, um, more those kids that showed up at Dylan's house where Valerie gave him the money show up again he's passed out on the couch because what else does he you know do and they decide they want to egg his house so they start kind of throwing eggs he wakes up uh, from the eggs and then what does he do he pulls out his gun and runs out and scares the shit out of these kids uh, so they run away then back in his apartment he's got some like chair with a little skeleton thing kind of thrown on it and what does he do he starts to shoot up the chair so he's like shooting guns in his apartment at his chairs or his house so he's just i mean he is so far gone it's kind of it's kind of sad so then andre and jesse are back home after um the day of the dead thing and um Andrea brings up the fact that Hannah should be should be feel connected to her heritage but she had a difficult time with it and she's like she's Jewish and then Jesse's like and she's Catholic she's both like which is his feeling and he's not wrong but she says she felt very uncomfortable with her wearing the cross and he says we've talked about this but he's trying to be understanding he's not angry at her at all 
he's just trying to kind of be understanding and it's something that they're going to have to figure out with her because obviously she is mixed uh religions Claire and David back at the camping site are sleeping in sleeping bags and apparently they've done the deed they had sex um so um they're kissing and then just as they're kissing in the distance we see a UFO kind of light flash so maybe they missed it because they're getting busy with it so then Brandon at the end of the episode is at Dylan's house he's waking him up and he's just passed out on the couch because that's what he does and he's not happy to see Brandon when he shows up and Brandon kind of mentions you know taking you know practice on your chairs because he sees that he is shot up the chair Brandon is basically telling him he needs to kind of man up Dylan's angry that he's just showing up here after all this time and he's taking shots at Brandon and Brandon is like I'm just about the only friend you have left you really want to do this because he's kind of just making digs at him saying that he doesn't know what he's dealing with he lives in a house with a happy family and he just has no idea what is going on and as he's walking out he sees that he's kind of got his gun um tucked into the back of his pants and Dylan sees the gun and he's like do not take my gun or I'm going to call the cops and Brandon's like you know what go ahead call the cops basically I'm, I'm taking your gun so then Dylan just kind of rolls back onto the couch passed out again Brandon comes back in sees that he's passed out and then just pulls up a chair and sits there and he's gonna kind of just wait it out with him and that is where we end this episode okay so now for the fun facts and tidbits for this episode so music when the keggers prepare for the halloween party the song is dead man's party by onigo boingo don't know that band when nat fights with dylan um after about the after dark a uh, dream baby how long must i dream by roy orberson when dylan is shooting pool papa was a rolling stone by the temptations that song is amazing and um the last song i had was at the halloween party twilight zone by golden earring other things for this episode so apparently um when they were writing this they wanted, um, or the director, I guess, wanted, he was pretty adamant that Claire and David were to have sex in the satellite dish, but apparently that didn't happen because they did it in a sleeping bag next to, um, you know, where it was before they even saw the satellite dish, I think, or no, that was right after. But anyways, yeah, he uh, wanted that, didn't happen. So I thought that was pretty funny. So now for the spotlight for this episode. I decided to do this one on Jason Priestley. Why? Well, for starters, he directed this episode. So I thought now's as good as time as any to um, do the spotlight on him. So first of all, I will say Jason Priestley was born on August 28th, 1969, which makes him now 51 years old. And August 28th is without a doubt the best day of the entire year. Why might I ask? 
That's my birthday. I share birthdays with Jason Priestley. We also share a birthday with Jack Black and Leanne Rimes, who is ex- exactly my age, actually. But fun fact, yeah, we have the same birthday. Anyway, so he is born in Canada. We've, I think, discussed this. He's very big to his Canadian roots. He has, um, you know, I think he was acting a little bit in Canada before kind of transitioning into um U.S. television shows. He was on a short-lived sitcom called Sister Kate, which was 89. He did some guest appearances on some other shows before that, but obviously 90210 was his big break in 1990. Um, I actually thought that he was only married once. Um, his current wife, he married in 2005, uh, Naomi is her name, and they have two children. She's gorgeous. Their kids are beautiful. But apparently he was married in 99 only for one year to someone named Ashley Peterson. I didn't actually even know that. And I I read his book. I don't recall him actually talking about that. But anyways, yeah, and he's still doing stuff. I think he's a big time. He directs a lot of shows um, and some movies and stuff like that now. So, But he's obviously still working and acting and stuff like that. So... That is my profile for Jason Priestley, and that is the fun facts and tidbits for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on the next episode, we're going over season five, episode nine, called Intervention. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.